reach for the sky, boy. Rolex work. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Doing the Favorite Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Brown. You can follow me on Twitter at EricBrown740, but, of course, always follow the show on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok by searching at Doing the Favor. With me, as always, he's the sexual, intellectual, double H, the Husky heartthrob, leader of the Husky Army, and president of the Kwame Brown fan club, my man, Barry Frost. Barry, how you doing, homie? Doing well, brother, and again, we want all the smoke. We're like Kwame tonight. We want all the smoke. I know this ain't the sports show, but I want to talk just a touch on the Kwame Brown situation because I thought that was a fascinating, hilarious thing I saw the past couple days on the internet, which was great. I love a good shit show. But I love the podcast, All the Smoke, by the way. Matt Barnes, Stephen Jackson, they always have a guest on. It's, it's, It's hilarious. It used to be like a show where they sat around and just like smoke weed. It's kind of evolved into like a little more of a serious thing, but either way, it's a, it's a really good podcast. But I think sometimes they get caught up in what they were doing. And, I mean, it's really funny. Like, obviously, Kwame Brown, number one overall pick, falls into the bus category. I get it. Didn't reach expectations. I understand it. But, I mean, it's one thing for like saying like all oh, this dude, whatever. But they were like openly mocking this dude, I feel like. And it's been a running joke for a lot of years. And I think that sometimes you got to understand that you're talking about a human being and some human beings don't respond very well to that. And Kwame Brown, who is, by the way, a rich man, played 13 years in the NBA, has 68, (coughs) excuse me, $68 million in salary throughout the course of his career. Rich man. Didn't like being made fun of, Barry. No, and there's, like you said, some guys, they cannot... You know, they'll put up with it. They're tolerant of, uh, you know, being made fun of until it hits a certain level. And then, you know, they got to fucking be a man. And at some point you hit that line where it's like, okay, either I'm going to do you or you're going to do me. You know what I mean? And and he was there. And to me, he's put up with that shit since he left the league. I mean, dudes have been talking shit about him. I mean, fuck. Shit, while he was in the league. Yeah, he was in the league years, years, and he and there's so much expectation put even in every sport. If you're the overall number one pick, whatever, if you don't fucking live up to what other people think you should be, you're a bust. You're you're shit. Whatever. I'm, it's unfair because again. Not everybody's going to be a fucking LeBron. Not everybody's going to be a a Kevin Garnett, a, a Kobe Bryant, a star. You know what I mean? And he he was in the league how long? How long 13, did you say he was? 13, 13, 13 years. 13 years. If you're a bum, I mean, guys aren't going to give you that many chances. I mean, yeah, you're a number one pick. You're You're this and that. But at some point... They're gonna say this. This guy doesn't have it. You're out. And they kept giving him chances, so obviously they seen something, you know. Or he just had eventually found a role in the NBA. 
You know what I mean? Like, obviously, it's hard to project what these kids are going to do coming to high school, especially back then. Let's not talk about – this isn't – that you're going to love this. Let's not talk about the great talent, talent evaluator, Michael Jordan, here, who for years was putting How together some – for years, was putting together subpar Wizards teams, and his decision making set that organization back a long way each year. So, until he eventually came back and set it back even further. So, <laughs> so you know, Kwame Brown didn't reach projections, but found a role in the NBA, made himself a rich man, and doesn't like to be talked about. Apparently, we found out today. I didn't know Kwame Brown had that in him, but from a distance, the outside looking in, that was hilarious to watch. Yeah, and apparently, you know, some of those guys did know that he fucking had it in him. And that's and Gilbert Arenas was one of them and even said, like, that's drunk Debo. Like, mm-hmm. like he uh he's got it in him and he was he was not backing down. I mean shit, he he talked about Skip Bayless, Stephen A, Rachel Nichols, uh Steven Jackson, Matt Derek Barnes. Fisher. Derek, he was Derek Fisher's a mentor. He's those kids' mentor. <laughs> Send gas money. <clears throat> when he starts singing, tell me, my God. All right. Uh, next up, after the Kwame round, uh, Barry watched Backlash this weekend. I did. We actually both watched the WWE pay per view. Um, obviously, the big story, the big come away takeaway from it was the. Zombies. Um, I'll go first. Fuck it. <laughs> I honestly don't have a huge problem with it. I think that like all wrestling, I think wrestling can be anything you want it to be. I've said that the entire time. And is it silly? Is it stupid? Yeah. Is it fun to sit here and make fun of it? Yeah. Is it something I'm going to get mad about? No. Like, it's just... It's silly. You watch it. You think about what you want. You roll your eyes or whatever, and you move on. Obviously, they're, WWE is a big, big, big company that is more worried about business than what you know Eric from Columbus thinks about your fucking product. You know what I mean? And obviously, they're in cahoots with Dave Batista, and that show it's going to be on Netflix, and yada, yada, yada. So fucking why not? Normally, more looks like more of a Raw segment, but yeah. to me, it was it, – I, it was – it was stupid, but if, I think I don't think it was meant to be serious. I think it was meant to be like this is most this is going to be some good shit. People are going to talk about. It. They're really going to buy into it. I don't think that was the thing at all. I do think it's funny though that we hear what a WWE official supposedly, I'm using air quotes supposedly. I don't know. Say they um, the blood and guts pay per view for AEW set the business back 30 years, and then you put out zombies. So I think that some people to cast stones i also think that you know my, my one of my highlights for every AEW and wwe pay-per-view is the tribalism associated with it yeah. so to see people who were shitting on the blood and guts and then defending the, the <laughs> zombies was hilarious to watch and i really 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 enjoyed that i'm like man these people don't know like these tweets are you know they're not deleted you know one guy said and I don't know if he listens or not, but sorry, buddy. He responded to a meme about WWE fanboys liking the zombies and shitting on blood and, blood and guts, whatever. His response was, if you're going to do something, cheesy or not, do it right. They did the zombies right, from the scenery to the graphics and all. 
Falling through metal or cardboard stage, that's not doing it right. Could have printed metal on both sides of the cardboard, but they didn't. So you put over the zombies. I, 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 don't even, Chris Jericho is not the first person to ever fall into a crash pad with fucking boards on it. If he, I mean, is Shane McMahon still alive? Shane McMahon, Steve Blackman. You know the, what I mean? <laughs> the fucking, he jumped into a whole fucking air bubble. So I think people need to put this bullshit aside. It's ridiculous tribalism aside. Like what you like, don't what you don't. You don't have to watch WWE and tweet about AEW and vice versa. You don't have to be, you know what? You actually, you know what I, here's the thing. I don't think Raw is a very good show, so I don't watch it. Yeah. Sometimes Dynamite doesn't do it for me, so I'll tap out. I DVR it. If I hear about a good match, I might go back. You know what I mean? I think SmackDown's a pretty good show. I catch it when I can. So, I mean, you don't have to watch everything. So that's, I, I just never understood that ridiculous tribalism that's associated with all this. I mean, obviously, and you said this is a good point. Imagine if AEW did zombies. My God. They'd still be fucking talking about it today. Their thumbs, because no, they, they did it wrong. No, they wouldn't because their thumbs would be in casts from right. fucking smashing their phone so hard. They, they did it. And that's, AEW did it wrong. And it could be the exact same setup, everything, but it'd be wrong just because that fucking WWE logo isn't behind it. Right. And that's, and that, like you said, you don't have to watch fucking everything. Our, some of our old shows, we did a raw review. And when the show was fucking terrible, you can hear it in our presentation. Mm-hmm. God, this fucking sucks. So, it got so bad, we just couldn't fucking stomach doing it. That's I didn't want it. That it kind of took away my our fandom. Yeah, felt like we had to watch it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and so the, the and we didn't you know say all this fucking. We just said it, man. This is not for us. Like right now, this is just not for us. And again, I hope and you know that fucking wrestling kicks off again and. And everybody, it's fucking cool to be a wrestling fan and blah, blah, blah. And I just don't know because everybody, it's like, it's the Monday Night Wars, but with much simpler fucking people. It's the Monday Night Wars, but with, the with internet. social media, with yeah. people with rustlers in their, as their profile pictures, tweeting behind, and then you find out it's like a 50-year-old dude with a bloated Chris Jericho who lives in a basement in Vancouver. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's it, social media is great because it gives everyone a voice, and social media sucks because it gives everyone a voice. Yeah. And that's just kind of what it is. So like, I talked to like some of our good friends, and they don't even, like, you, we used to live tweet pay-per-views and talk during pay-per-views on social media. We don't really do that anymore. Just because, like, I mean, some of you people that have never fucking done anything athletically other than look like you sucked on an air hose your entire life have made it not fun for some people to watch wrestling and interact on social media. That is, that is true. I mean, now, I, I've put on 10, 15 pounds since high school. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, I can still get out there, though. But no, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. And it's just... I mean, come the fuck on, like, enjoy it or hate it. Don't you, I swear to God, if you just go, man, I don't have to tweet that that sucks. Let me just change the fucking channel. Like, 
Right now I'm watching the NBA playoffs. I'm not going. God damn. I wish fucking uh, Kimba Walker would take over the game. I mean, which he just did. But, I mean, fuck. Come on, guys. You are better than us. You're, you're not. Get out of the basement. I wish when I was a kid I had as much access to wrestling as I do now. And I think we should be really appreciative that we live in one of the best times ever for the business that we love and just like what you like. And there's enough of it out there that you can really like find your niche in that. Yeah. I hear people sweet. Like there's, or like AEW does too much wrestling. Yeah. It really sucks that like people who wouldn't normally be on TV are now like on TV and getting to perform. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to watch it. It's, it's Dan, it's, Dan Housen, the interview he did with PCO. I don't know if you've seen it. I did not. Fucking great. Dude, they're sitting in the ring and he brings him a battery and all this shit. Like, Dan Housen would never, they would never give Dan Housen that chance in WWE. Never. And I don't know if he'd get that in AEW. But guess what? There's another company that fucking right now says, hey, let let me put you on this stage. Let me build you up. Mm -hmm. And then you go there. Then you've fucking. Your character has TV time. People know who it is. Then when you go to one of these two companies on national television, guess what? Fuck, I know that guy. Yep. Fuck, look at that. That's awesome. And and that's what it is. Is you don't have to like WWE. You don't have to like AEW. You don't have to like ROH, TNA. None of that. There's indies. Justin Summers, Wrestling Cheers. Big indie for wrestling fan. Yeah. Loves indies. Mm-hmm. And. And that doesn't mean he hates WWE or, or AEW. Fuck. He he just likes what he likes. And right. he's passionate about it. And that's fucking cool. Like, yes. I have no qualms with his fandom. Justin I like Summers what is I a, like. Justin's a perfect example. Yeah. Really big in the AIW. Uh, uh, goes to their shows. Has been for years. Yeah. Connected with a lot of talents that have gone to go to both of the big companies you've mentioned. You know what I mean? Yeah. And doesn't have a blind fandom, but gets upset, I feel like, when he sees people that have blind hatred. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, you know, not everyone. And that's the thing. I feel like sometimes that wrestling, as we were watched as kids from WWE and WCW and whatever, we were taught to think that, like, wrestlers are supposed to look a certain way and act a certain yeah. way. They're supposed to be chiseled, tan, cut, 6'4". You know what I mean? And you know, there's dudes like Eddie Kingston, some of the toughest dudes I ever met in my fucking life. Now think about how it changed in the 60s and 70s. All the hills were fat. Well. Except yeah. Superstar when Superstar Billy Graham changed that. They I, was were trying, the, I was trying to say Vince McMahon changed what the perception of wrestling supposed to look like, I feel like, in a lot of people's eyes. Yeah, and then, you know, Jesse Ventura came, right. and then Hogan, and those guys... And then, and that's what a lot of us grew up on was mm-hmm. shit. These guys are larger than life. They're fucking huge. They're mm-hmm. jacked. They're ripped, chiseled, whatever. And then, like you said, here comes Eddie Kingston. He's got a little belly on him, but he can fucking talk you into the building. Dusty Rhodes was the exception. He was chubby, baby face, talking. You forgot that Dusty was fucking two eighty, three hundred. I mean, and that's there's exception special people, and and like uh, MJF, he 
He's cutting fucking promos, getting over in WWE. You have, listen, and this is what I've seen at the pay-per-view, and I haven't seen much of her work. You have Bianca Belair, okay? Mm-hmm. Tremendous. I honestly think when when it happens, she turns heel, maybe the greatest female heel of all time. Really? Maybe. So to me, I see that, what you're saying. I think that she's still learning, and I think they're doing a great job of putting her in the rings with the Sasha Banks and the Baileys, yep. right? Because <clears throat> I feel like the one thing I saw with, with Bianca, especially her NXT, was like she's so athletic, so much more athletic than the person she's in the ring with every single fucking time. Yep. She's going to have to dial it down sometimes. She's going to have to slow down sometimes to not – because you're, you're watching it, <clears throat> excuse me, and you're suspending your disbelief. Yep. You know what I mean? So she's running, and she stops unless the other person catches their bearings. That kind of, you know what I mean? So I, I don't see as much of that. That match she had at WrestleMania with Sasha was fucking beautiful. Yeah. It was absolutely beautiful. I thought that the match she had with Bailey, a little clunkier, but still yeah. really good. Bailey's not the like top tier athlete, but she definitely slowed down Bianca. And when the monkey Bianca would get going too fast, and sometimes in the match when you let things breathe, Bianca would or Bailey would do that. Yeah. And I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And I've always thought that Bailey was one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. That doesn't mean she's the champion all the time. Doesn't mean she's yeah. got to get the big push all the time. I'm talking about in the ring. What I see. She is next level. Her, Sasha, Charlotte have always been, and, and Becky to a degree, have always been next level as the four horsemen. You know what I mean? So to have Bianca go through that is is fantastic because you already have that that set foundation, which is yep. what makes the WWE's women division so fucking good. Yeah. Well, and and I think that Bianca is a Hall of Fame talent. I think five, seven years from now, she will be on the cover of a video game. She will be the face of that division. She will be somebody that Lily wants to go see. You know, so that's that to me, that's yeah, she's everything, but she's she's still learning. I feel like you see that from time to time. Yeah, and it like you said, she's so much it reminds me and the the most blatant I guess example I can give is The Rock and Triple H. Yes. Two top guys, that ladder match. Mm-hmm. If you go back for the IC title, uh, which Triple H won, right. watch, just watch The Rock's, he has to slow down mm-hmm. because Triple, so Triple H can come, you know, keep up with him because he's young, he's jacked, you know, fuck, he's coming out, he's just that much more athletic than your normal fucking He's young guy. Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just just much more athletic than your normal fucking guy. But she was doing little shit like that little fucking shoulder deal she does. And like I seen that and I was like, oh my God. When she turns fucking heel, that's going to piss people off. Just like. And she could, I'm better, you know, I'm so much more gifted than that's you are. That's the thing, are. yeah. Her gimmick to me. <clears throat> And I said this with Brick. I used to say it was Brick Baker. Feels heelish. Yes, it's so. There's so much like they call, the they best. say self self confidence. Baby faces don't say I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> so well, self confidence like that's what they're trying to put over is like, oh my god, she's got the self belief. Blah right, blah. Right, right, right. Turn that to fucking arrogance, because she is that fucking good. She's that athletic. 
she fucking does the little fucking, like I said, the hip thing, the fucking shoulder swing, the hair deal. I mean, to me, I think eventually she's, she's got I, the total package. I think eventually what you're saying, not to get too deep here, but I feel yeah. like socially in the world we live in right now, I feel like representation is super fucking important. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that it's very important for young girls that look like Bianca Blair can look up to her, right? And be like, I want to do that. I can do that. I can do that. She showed me I can do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So th- to me, that's that's important. So that's yeah, and Sasha Banks, the I'm the boss, and and that swag, all that shit. You also wanted John Cena to heal out on Make a Wish Kids. That would be fucking amazing. Tell me that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. And I even broke that down on fucking, you know, uh, you know, it's fake, right? With Brian Breaker. Uh, I broke that down. And Cena would probably, I mean, there would be people trying to kill him. <laughs> but it would be, it would bring fucking realism back. I'm telling you. Speaking of John Cena, moving on to a little figure news. I could have took the heat off because somebody told me. This is so fucking shitty. I, I can't remember if I had this in my head or somebody told me, but they said they were ho- like Cena to turn heel, wheeling a kid down the ramp and fucking throwing him down the ramp. Like Kane, like, Zack Ryder? Yeah. And like, throwing him like and off I, the stage or something? No, like wheeling the kid down the ramp and then just basically like throwing him out of the fucking wheelchair. And he rolls down the ramp. Barry's trying to book like it's like 1986 Mid South. I I don't know if I came up with that or if someone told me, but that that would be fucking amazing, and they'd probably get shot. Speaking of John Cena, what people are getting people are getting his NWO ringside exclusive figure in the mail, and a lot of disappointment with the box. It's a uh, it's 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 a closed in box. You can't open it to where it has flaps, I think. But like inside the flaps, it's just like box colored. Like it doesn't say NWO, doesn't nothing cool like that. Nothing WCW Nitro. He does have a little bit of a background, but for this them MOC collectors, this is a figure you're gonna buy and never see if you stick to your guns. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and that's uh. He's got the NWO title. Yeah, just kind of a basic, you know, box, though. So maybe Tradition Bites NWO for life. I think the figure's dope. I I think it's... I like the figure. Cena's gotten two figures out of that match. Yeah. He's got the Legends figure and now this. I like the figure. Uh, actually, Rucker from Boots of Space, he's the one that told me. He sent me a picture like, what the fuck is this shit? And he's not really an MOC collector, but some stuff he does keep M- MOC. And I think that he, like, he's got, like, a, he's got a lot of room in his basement as far as, like, the way he can display things. I think he was looking forward to, like, opening it up, and like kind of like we do with Macho Man or Mr. T or whatever. So, yeah, I think he was a little disappointed. And a lot, he made a tweet about it. A lot of people were saying, you got to buy two, you got to buy two. Man, you're playing right into their fucking hands, boy. Right. Oh, sh- so, <clears throat> somebody was talking about uh, talking about our friends there at Ringside Collectibles today. But I didn't get to read the thread. Oh, no. Was it extremely positive? 
No, of course it wasn't. It was extreme. <laughs> it was about their shipping practices. Use promo code DTF to get twenty percent off. Twenty percent added to your entire order. No, no, it wasn't me. It was I just seen it, and it was just I was like, oh, I I'm shocked. I I wasn't, but I was, <laughs> I was shocked. I think the figure's dope, though. I just you know the box. I feel like you pay $30 for a figure. You know what I mean? You should be able to have a nice little display box with it. That's just me. Also, the Rock and Mankind WWE 2-pack pre-order is up on Man on, on, on Mankind. On Ringside Collectibles, we have seen the figures in box. I think they look fucking phenomenal. I think the in-packers looks great. I don't. I haven't bought a lot of the 2-packs. I think I just have China and Triple H. I eventually want to get the Bret Hart and Goldberg. I'm sure I'll pay off, pay off the ass for that. But, yeah, I think this looks really good, man. From one of my favorite eras of wrestling, one of my favorite funnest tag teams while it lasted. Yeah, this is this is really cool. This is a must-have, I think. Yeah, from the This Is Your Life yes. segment on Raw. And that is that still the longest Raw segment? It was like damn half hour. I don't know if it's the longest, but it was like, I remember watching it. I was actually living in Portsmouth at the time. That's I remember right. watching it, and that shit was phenomenal. Yeah. When that prom date came out, she wouldn't come off it. (laughs) You cut the rock off at second base. (laughs) And he fucking sent her ass pack. And then there's what the old teacher uh, came down. And then uh, the clown, purple, the clown. And that's when mankind got heated. He said, I fucking, you know, went through a. who Who was also in the hospital. Uh, scene with Vince yeah. McMahon where Sokka was born. But he went through a lot of personal expense and, you know, The Rock just shit on everything he did. Yeah. Maybe we would like to see The Rock have his shirt on here. I don't know. Maybe shirt and pants and you could remove them to get to the tights. But yeah, maybe I'm asking too much here. But I, I think it's a cool figure from one of my favorite times. I'm obviously a little older, so I remember that segment vividly. So, yeah. Anything else you got on news, Barry? Jeremy Padauer is going to have some more reveals, of course, the day after we fucking record. What a guy. What a you guy. Know, he was supposed to have that shit out today. I thought I was going to have I saw his tweet. I'm like, oh, good shit. He goes, we got to see about some AEW reveals. I'm like, I would fucking love it because I record a podcast in about five hours. So that would be phenomenal. And turns out it's coming tomorrow. So, well, t- yeah, Todd Pettengill's getting a figure. I'm, That's I cool. believe from Zombie Sailor. I'm okay. almost, almost positive. Like a retro style. Yeah, but again, I'm not fucking. Yeah, it is Hills and Faces, the newest signing to Hills and Faces. Uh, Todd Pettengill cut a promo about it. Oh, good shit. Yeah, so that was uh, two hours ago. Just. Uh, Dropped at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, let's get into some legwork. Guys, you're out there hitting the streets, whether it be buying figures, cards, whatever it may be, uh, anything we collect, use hashtag legwork. Let us know what you're finding. My legwork was um, not great. Not great. Ordered some uh, Bowman cards. Or not Bowman, shit. That's you. Ordered some Don Russ basketball, just the regular ones off of uh, eBay. I had a $10 off. And I'm getting two packs for $25 with the $10 off was 15 bucks, a pretty good deal. 
and pulled a uh, Lamelo Ball based rookie. There, uh, that yeah, that pet you profited right there. So yeah, and I got a couple other things, nothing crazy, but yeah, I mean right now it's just frustrating. Like I want to buy cards so much at retail, <laughs> and I, I just fucking can't. So there's a couple card shops that open up around town. Everyone that I've been to has been kind of uh, on par with eBay prices. So it's not like I'm going there and getting hooked up or anything. I mean, you don't have to pay eBay fees and shipping and shit like that. Yeah. Which is a plus, you know. But other than that, uh, as far as figures, haven't seen a whole lot. Saw some Elite 84s for the first time, actually, but just a couple of them. I saw the Jeff Hardy, the Angel Garza, and the Buddy Buddy Murphy. They were at Target. Uh, yeah, just literally just saw those three. Also saw the uh, the two packs. I saw the one with uh, Booker T and Lashley. Uh, I think it was Cena and Orton. I want to say, and the Rock and Triple H. Oh, nice. So I saw that one. Uh, they sat by. My target actually has a good bit of shit, but it, it looks like it has a good bit of shit, but it's like there's seven Keith Lees, there's seven Finn Balors, there's five Alexa Blisses. Really weird Elite 79 Daniel Bryan showed up out of nowhere. I don't know if it was a return or was sitting in the back. The box was kind of beat up, but they brought that out at Target. Uh, Walmart's really nothing. Um, a lot of Elite was at 82, the Rocks, just like lined up. Is that 81 yeah. or 82? I can't remember. Dude, Either they one. haven't they haven't uh, put anything new here since 79. 82. And actually, my Meyer by my house just got 82. And that rock is just sitting up there, too. So there's elite 82 rocks, like, all over the fucking city up here. Um, yeah, not much, though, man. I guess the big pull of the week was the LaMelo Ball Rook. Yes, yes. That's three base rookies for me right now of him. But, yeah, nothing nothing crazy. How about for you? I know you got better stories than I got. Well, I uh, I did score. Ended up with uh, three blasters of select football. One wall hanger. Uh, and then I went back, and they had four hangers of the uh, Diamond Kings baseball. Um, got those was was very fortunate um wild fucking scene though getting these cards man uh these guys are waiting like i like you said but it's such a small town there's such a small knit group of these collectors um so there was three guys and then the guy was showing up early he showed up late so then a couple more people ended up in front of me uh, they ended up getting like the UFC prisms and some other shit, but I ended up with those blasters. Did the opening on Saturday? Did it, we did a face uh, Twitter live? Did a little opening there. Uh, still haven't fucking hit a Herbert out of there at all, so I don't know if the fuckers in the in the select product or not, because I can't find him. But uh, uh, figures, like I said, there is one Reho figure on the shelf and there is that Brie Bell Brie Bella and I don't know if that's 68 or 7 that's it's old summer that summer slam 77 or something uh it's still sitting there golly 
Yeah. And other than that, I mean, the Masters of the Universe, I think I told you about that. Um, you always see those. Yeah, those are the one that I I have had zero trouble finding. Any And multiple sets. Like, they'll put three or four sets of these out. Uh, and usually they just set. Um, but, yeah, there's one Goldberg left. And one re and the I mean the pegs are fucking bare. And I went to uh the Wisconsin Dells and they had a card show this week I didn't go to. Uh but I should have. But I went to Walmart and my goodness. Um just absolute freaking nothing. They had a they had a ring. That was their only wrestling uh item. And that they had a Sorry. fucking ring, and no figure, no elites, no basics, no nothing. Uh, so man, my like I said, wrestling wise, my leg work was was fucking trash. But card wise, very good, very fucking, very good. I hope that that stays on a run. Um, the lady was very fucking pissed off at the guy in front of me and his wife, as mm. they were not smart enough to coach the he was the guy wasn't smart enough to coach his wife on what to get outside of walmart so he they're like hugged up like literally hugged up and the lady says who's next the girl goes up and she's like are you guys together oh no we're not a couple we're not you know we're not together we just met bro yeah and the lady's like i've, I've been watching you guys for 10 minutes like like all loved up on each other i know you're fucking together and to avoid the the confrontation, the lady basically just said, what do you want? You know what, though? Well, for real? It's kind of a bitch thing for the lady to just assume. Maybe they both collect and they fuck on the side. That's and a just, possibility. And they just went there and maybe she collects cards, too. But like you said, it's his fault for not coaching her up. Minus the wedding <laughs> ring on both their fucking hands. Well, you can take that. Yeah. They Again. didn't, though. That's the thing. They they didn't. Again, what's to us, Again, you're assuming a lot of things here. Well, again, I can't bitch because, again, I brought three people with me. (laughs) You coached them up, though, properly. I did. I I coached them up outside. I said, look, we're going in here. We're getting these cards. Let's fucking go. Team huddle. We did the fucking shield thing. Bam. We went in. We got our shit. People love the the breaks, by the way. They do. Well, I went in, and so here's what I left out of all that is – they got a box of Bowman, uh, Bowman Chrome or whatever. Fuck, um, 10 bucks a pack. Did not know that though. Uh, they were only selling one pack, one pack, one at a time. Uh, so I was like, well, let me have a pack, please. Got that. Um, went back later on shift change, got two packs, was very kind. The young lady that was working. Uh, went back the next morning, got two packs, and then shift change. Went back, got two more packs, and I hit, I hit better shit out of those Bowman packs than I did uh, the football packs. I think you got, you got some Jefferson Jefferson rookies though. I did. I got some Tua rookies. Um, I hit a, you got Jay- a Chase Young, right? Yeah, Chase two Chase, uh, three Chase Youngs actually. You but, came out on top, big big time. Yeah, but I mean, 
I got a uh, a Jake. I hit a Jake Vogel autograph. All the Bowman box. I mean, I don't know. You know, Dodger. You know, I ain't mad at it. Help us out, Ray. Jake Vogel. Right. What's he gonna do? <laughs> yeah, right. I think the fucking packs right here. Oh, look at this. This they must know I was talking to you. There's Bieber. I can I have. I think retail cards are just the thing that's not going to happen in my life anymore. Yeah, and uh, Zach Veen from Colorado, six of one ninety nine. I mean, I hit some numbered cards, and um, but I hit that auto out of a you know out of a ten dollar pack. So I looked it up at it sells for like between forty five and fifty. That's great. So I mean. Uh, not mad at it. I mean, it basically broke even with just that card. Right. On all the packs I bought, uh, the Blaze Jordan, I hit. That, that, that was one, that's, what, that's one people are looking for. That's a name that keeps coming up. Hit your boy. You know, your boy's got one. I'll sell it to you for 25% over eBay value. All right. Let's go to shop AEW and AEW Shard, WWE Shop, and get the fuck out of here. I was trying to make a sale. At Bfrost28. He'll sell anything. <laughs> anything he talked about is up for negotiation. All right. Go to New Arrivals, shop AEW. Got the AEW logo zip hoodie. We didn't do this last week. We had one show last week. Uh, Barry was traveling. I got some things going on the next few weeks. So if you see only one show out of us a week from here and there for at least the next month, that's why. But after that month, we're going to come back very, very, very fucking strong. I promise you that. There's there, We got big plans. But we didn't talk about new arrivals last week, so we got some more this week. Uh, Scorpio Sky, Rustling Savant. I like that. Yeah, that's cool. I survived Nyla, and that's the tweet. Like that, too. Well, that's the t-shirt. Like that. Inner Circle, Big Hoss. Leela Hirsch, MJF, thank you. That's pretty, actually really cool. Uh, Pinnacle Hat, the Factory Flex Fit Hat. I like the Blood and Guts t-shirt. I do, cool. yeah, I'm cool. With I like that. that event T-shirt. I like, I like, I like an old school feel. You know what I mean? Uh, young Bucks love to hate the Young Bucks. That's probably be one of their best sellers. Matt Hardy, Hardy Family Office, Joey Janela, Slammer. That's very on brand for Joey Janela right there. Red Velvet, Stir It Up. And then you got the Pinnacle Peak sticker. Sticker. John Moxley, bitches fuck. Did you see him show up at GCW and confront Nick Nick Gage? I did. I thought you'd be excited about that. Yeah, that's uh, well, and we talked about it all fair, but that Nick Gage uh, dark side of the ring is fucking damn good. Yeah. Inner Circle Squad. Then you got that in a sticker. Britt Baker Excision. Another best friend shirt. Moxley and Kingston shirt. Christian Cage sticker. Britt Baker sticker. I think that covers everything. Yeah, we're good. We're all caught up now. Uh, anything stand out to you, Barry? I uh, like that Scorpio Sky shirt. Um, I like the MJF shirt. I thought that was really cool. Those are two I like, too. I like the Blood and Guts pay-per-view shirt, And too. that's what I was going to say. That red pop sticks out to me, so I'm cool with that. Yeah, I like the red. I agree with that totally. Uh, top sellers at Shop AW for the past week, number 10, Orange Cassidy freshly squeezed back in the top 10. Dude's uh, over. Britt Baker, DMD number nine. 
Sting, Eternal, number eight. Orange Cassidy, yearbook, number seven. Again, back in the top ten. Kenny Omega, John Moxley, six. Exploding Barbed Wire, Deathmatch, number five. Brody Lee, Exalted in Heaven. With all proceeds going to Brody Lee and the Huber, fa- or Brody Lee's family, the Huber family. Which, by the way, um, side note, I know we're, I'm stopping at five for a second. I saw people speculating on why Bray Wyatt's off right now. Talking about, um, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people who listen to this podcast probably have read the same things I read. And I'm just going to say say it one time and leave it, leave it at that. Not everything is our fucking business. And stop talking about it. Bray Wyatt doesn't owe you a fucking thing. Be Feel appreciative anytime Bray Wyatt comes in front of you and entertains you. Other than that, he doesn't owe you a fucking thing. Uh, number four. I'm sorry, you're going to say something? I was going to say I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> number four Britt baker main event role model number three that 50 percent off AEW logo shirt looks like a performance center shirt a little bit number two john moxley and eddie kingston talk hard hit harder love it love those two together i thought when they came out of dynamite last week for that match against nagata i thought that was just like i text you right away like yeah this is fucking hitting right here these yeah. two coming out together that's awesome ain't ain't i'm gonna say no better because paul Heyman does live and breathe in this world not a lot of people are better hype men than fucking Eddie Kingston. <laughs> Chris Statlander, Orange Cassidy, best friends, extraterrestrial, the number one selling shirt on Shop AEW. Let's go to new arrivals over at a or, uh, WWE Shop. What are these belt championship square push it fidgets? I don't know what they are. What is that? I don't know. Mine's uh, loading up here. You don't have it up already, the tab, professional? Well, when you see this, you're not going to know what the fuck it is either. I, Well, what, what's going on is I got a thunderstorm here, and it's it's messing, slowing shit up for me. Anyway, it looks like these little pillar <laughs> things, people push things aside. I have no fucking, I don't, I don't know what these things are. What is the Razor Championship remote? Square push it fidget? I'm looking at the picture. It looks like you pop certain sections of it. You pop all of it. Then the belt comes up. That's it? That's what... Okay, I see it. The push, it's fidget. Hmm. Something for kids. Something for kids, that's all. That's all I can say. Is it something for the children? What do you think? Well, I think that was a beautiful uh beautiful push push fidget there that I just realized what the hell it was because it came up. Yeah, what is that, dude? It looks like something for little kids. Well, anyway, yeah, something for the kids. Kyle Riley heel hook, authentic T-shirt. I'm not. Andre the Giant homage T-shirt. Okay. Fully posable, Chick Foley. All these people, they got they got promo codes for that. Don't know if they're off the top of my head. I'm a terrible friend. Sorry, but those guys are great. Jimmy Uso, nobody's bitch. 
I like that shirt. <laughs> I like the Paul Heyman headline shirt. I like the poster associated with it, too. Uh, Champa Thatcher t-shirt. Two of them. A couple Stone Cold pins. Got some uh, mini championship replica titles. Eddie Guerrero Pop. RVD, some RVD posters. Okay, I'm, I'm not mad at the RVD poster at all. From the Icon show, did you catch that at all, Barry? The, uh, I did not. Pretty good. should go watch it. Uh, anything stand out to you? Well, I'm looking at this Razor Ramon Limited Collector's Edition. We talked about it the other, a couple weeks ago, but go ahead. Well, I, just, I just noticed it. Standing okay. out to me now. But yeah, okay. I don't know. I like uh, I like the Eddie Pop. I like the Stone Cold Pick slated pen. You know, I am a pen guy. You're a pen, big pen guy over there. <laughs> and uh, I, did you I, see I, the the Legends graphic T-shirts? You keep I, scrolling I down. Yep, yep, yep. Gonna need to get the DDP. The book probably gonna need sweet. the Rock. Yeah. The DDP is really sweet, though. That's really, really, really sweet. That takes you back to 98 right there. Which is where I want to be. Hey, and I like Jimmy, the nobody's bitch shirt. Uh, you got anything else this week? No, man. I uh, I think we covered a ton. Um, you know, watching the Celtics get this victory. Another nap. Ain't over yet. 11-point game, 901 left in the fourth. That's where we're at where we, we stop recording. So definitely watching this. Uh, thank you, everybody that listens. Shout-out to Fully Posable, uh, Jeff and Scott, obviously. Brian Breaker, you know it's fake, right? I will be on the show next week. That's right. From what I hear. So that I, I'm a little behind on my podcast. I want to catch up to his. I, I listened to Scott's last week. Haven't listened to his yet this week, but I, I figured he might go podcaster, wrestler, podcaster. Because yeah. he mixes it up really well. Love that show. It's one of my favorites, obviously, by the way, because I, I I think Breaker's just a fantastic podcaster. I can't say enough. Uh, and honestly, his podcast, The Breaker Main Power Hour, obviously yeah. fantastic. Brian, and both those guys, Fane and Breaker, as talented as they come and a huge asset to our community. I can't say enough about those dudes. Um, Rucker and Marty are boots to the face. Check them out. Obviously, Rucker has another deal with 80 Proof Pod. It's on Twitch. Check that out. I believe on Thursdays. I'm not sure. I, I think it bounced around, but yeah, that's really good job. I've watched it before. I interacted with them. They're really, really, really good dudes. Um, Mike, the cleaner, our personal security. Absolutely. Our guy, somebody who watches our backs on the internet at all times. We really appreciate that. Uh, Tales from the estate podcast, Drew and Caitlin, obviously great work. Uh, Tales from, um, all the Ohio players, Ty, Molding young minds, watching rustling. You know, they are telling Don the zombies aren't real. Right. Don't smarten him up, brother. Right. Way to kill kayfabe. You know. But yeah, and everybody that listens, Sammy Evans, Dobro, anybody that listens to us, supports us. Rustling Toy Tracker, we really, really, really appreciate. It. Thank and Chick Foley, obviously Marco, Sheena, Seth, they do really good work over there too. So shout out to those people as well. Uh, drunk wrestling history. Okay. Scott Scott Toon. I, I support Scott Toon side projects. Jeff with one F Toon side projects I do not fuck with. Uh 
just, uh, you know, he's not a nice man. He makes fun of Scott on their podcast as well. I feel bad for Scott and Dale Toon, the lost brother. Well, anyway, but I feel like Dale will get his shine one day. He will. I got a feeling. Um, Sammy Evans uh, sent out my birthday gift. I guess he, there was a big haggle, a return. This guy, Eric, sends me a receipt, and the, the fucking box weighs like almost seven pounds. I said, did you send me a fucking bomb? Like, well, I don't know what these guys conjured up. I thought I'd broke the string. Apparently, I was wrong. So, shout out to everybody that uh, put in on that. You guys are amazing. Didn't have to. Um, again, uh, Breaker and Bane. Uh, Bill Benis is back. Um, that low life Kevin fucking videotaped him talking about him. Going to tell Trisha. Uh, trying to break them up this week. Uh, it's absolutely insane over there. Uh, Bane needs to watch his tone when speaking to uh, Bill. You know, it's just the disrespect that comes through, you know. But, uh, yeah, Cleaner, like you said, great dude. Uh, Adam Core, another good guy. Uh, just, man, there's so many people that, you know, I I forget people when we fucking do this. So thank all you guys, you know, for for listening, your support. Uh, don't forget to go to whatamaneuver.net and buy fucking our merchandise. I'm sure we're going to have new shit coming out here soon, too. I got we, I, Give us a few weeks to get settled into what we're getting settled yeah. into. Yeah. And then some more shit will be you're coming. Gonna, right now, yeah. we're just kind of we're kind of on pause a little bit on that front. Yeah, you're gonna have a you're gonna have some fucking summer bikinis and shit. You might have my face on something. I don't know. Might have a very face on some titty balls. I ain't mad at it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, thank you know again. Thank you guys. We're doing uh, we're doing so much shit over here right now. Like Eric said, give us some time. We'll be back to full strength. Fucking annoying you guys weekly, several times a week. Bi-weekly. <laughs> yeah. Either or. Not bi-weekly, I guess. Twice yeah, a week. Twice a week. Not a bottle of wine. Give me a break. Bottle and a half. Eric, before we go, prediction for tomorrow. Softball field. Best oh. team in the league. So we play the best team in the league tomorrow. Um, I will say, loyal listener to the show, Doug Bupp, career year. Three, four hits every game. Okay. Taking his singles, taking his doubles down the line, hitting the three hole, playing a strong left field. Um, I feel like we win 15 to 12. Oh. I'm going to give myself four hits, two doubles, four RBIs. Okay. Mad at that. Now, and, you know, before we go, we just got a couple minutes here. I just, I'm going to drop a couple matches. Eric, that I think people should watch. I forgot all about this. I apologize. No, no, no. Just uh, this will close it out. Okay. I'm not even going to go into them. Um, just there's matches that people fucking get all this hype. They, we're going to start doing like we're each going to rotate weeks, give you a few matches to to maybe if you get time, go watch them, relive them, give us your thoughts and all that shit. So to me. Um, these, this is off of Nitro, uh, December 16th, 1996. 
Lord Steven Regal versus Psychosis. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, April 20th, 1998, Goldberg versus Raven, where Goldberg wins the U.S. title. I think that was an underrated match of his. This one, you might have a little trouble finding, but uh, Arn Anderson versus the Great Muda from uh, Power Hour, uh, January 2nd, 1990. You have it on tape? I assume you have it on tape. I do, but it, you can find it on YouTube and shit like that. Um, but yeah, it's aren't double A wins the TV title. Uh, and then Hakushi versus Bret Hart from Raw, July 24th, 95. Good, good. I like that. Deep cut. Love it, though. And here's one a lot some people don't give credit to your boy, Shelton Benjamin, uh, taking on Shawn Michaels, May 2nd, 2005. Really good match. Uh, Owen Hart. Versus the one, two, three kid, August 15th, 1994. And just a personal bias, uh, Ric Flair versus Mr. Perfect, January 25th, 1993. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. I'll have five next week for you guys to close the show out. Barry, send us home, brother. Oh, absolutely. I uh, want to thank everybody for listening tonight. Um, you know, you can follow me on Twitter at BFrost28. Eric, drop the credentials, sir. You can follow me on Twitter at EricBrown740, but of course, always follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok by searching at Doing the Favor. Uh, check us out on our website, DoingTheFavor.com. Links to all past podcasts, merch, legwork, articles, all that good stuff. Thank you guys all so much to support us. We really appreciate it. We're excited for the future, man. We got a lot of shit coming. Absolutely. And with that, good night and God bless. Yeah. Hey. It goes one, two, three into the foe. Eric and Barry are up with ETF and that's for sure. If you don't come correct, you get your ass full. So take a minute and chill until the next episode. Doing the favor, always bringing the heat. That's why Barry got your girl doing legwork in the sheets. My dude Eric holding down for the streets. Them Ohio players got the ears to the beat. Gotta say that we appreciate the time Whether you're on the job or trying to unwind Just a few more days until we're back live Shit, we'll be your lifeline I know you feel me on the mic with the flavor Let it marinate in something to savor We ball so hard, this is a layoff Until the next time, doing the favor Yeah, doing the favor Doing the favor. Uh, doing the favor. Until next time, doing the favor. <laughs>